0: hello welcome to the creative writing life podcast i'm justin sloan and i'm paul zeidman and uh we've been doing some video recordings of the show recently but uh today uh two of the three voices you're gonna hear not feeling at 100 but we still wanted to push through so we're gonna do an audio version so uh long listeners you're used to that newer listener as well. It's just something you're going to have to get used to. Uh, but it is my thrill and my pleasure to introduce our guest today. Uh, she has got uh, many hats to her name, but uh, we'll start with just her name. That is Jenny Frankfurt. Uh, you might know her. She is the brains behind the finish line script competition, and she has a whole other uh, slew of occupations that she's uh, more than happy to talk to about to us today. Uh, Jenny, thanks for coming on the show today.
1: Oh, well, it's my pleasure, guys. I, I appreciate uh, appreciate you having me.
2: Well, yeah we'll i'm chat. looking forward to chatting so uh and, and we always do this uh like you mentioned the thing that we listen to or watch or whatever um yeah I, i'll kick us off today so you have something to th- some time to think about it before really? <laughs> <laughs> it always it always worries me when call paul calls on me and i'm like God, oh, I, I don't know i don't know so but today <laughs> i i'm i'm ready so i just uh mm-hmm. been listening to the the princess diarist di- is that you say that by carrie fisher so it's her uh book it's funny though ah. like yeah, it's interesting, and I like it. It's talking about Star Wars, and that's always fun to hear, you know, those early days, and and I enjoy it. Um, it's kind of weird, though. Like, I feel like too much of it is taken up by this affair talk and her love obsession with Harrison Ford. <laughs> and I'm like, is that what really this book was all about? Yeah. <laughs> but overall, I've enjoyed it. It brings the people in. Yeah, and I'm about to start listening to another behind-the-scenes Star Wars book that I got from the library on my Libby app. So I'm I'm full Star Wars this week. Wow, that's
0: pretty cool. Uh, I've got uh, two movies that I can talk about. Uh, One is one I it it came and went very briefly last year, and I think it is nominated for best costume design. It is called Mrs. Harris Goes to Paris. It's just a sweet, sweet little movie uh, about this uh, British uh, widow in like late fifties London, and she one of her uh, charges has a Christian Dior original. And so she becomes obsessed with wanting to get a a dress for herself. So she saves her money. And there's this great uh, uh, subplot about how that doesn't work out, but then things do work out. And she goes to Paris to the actual house of Dior to get a dress and all the, all the uh, wackiness and stuff that (laughs) ensues from that. It's, it's a very sweet little film. It's probably, I think it's about two hours long. Uh, Probably could have been a little shorter, but overall it was, it was very it was nice. I think that's maybe that's the way to put it, but it was very charming and it's it's still fun. I mean, I enjoyed it and I could see why it was nominated for Best Costumes. Uh, and the other film I just saw it yesterday it was myself and two other people in the afternoon uh, showing uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp, Quantumania. Oh, that's um, awesome. big, I'm a big Marvel movie guy and this was OK. <laughs> I don't need to see it again, but uh, I think it helps if you've seen some of the other uh, Marvel properties that led up to this. Uh, I think they probably could have done one more pass on the script. But overall, it was it was enjoyable. And you know, if you're going to go see a movie in the in the middle of the afternoon and have two other people in the theater with you, this is a good candidate for that. So that's, yeah. that's, that's all I have to say about that one. <laughs>
1: um, well, I've been sick for like uh, almost two weeks. So, uh, Justin, I hope this isn't what you uh, are feeling. Um, but so I have not been to the movies. Uh, I have been working. So most of my time is actually spent reading, but um, what have I watched on TV? I just finished. I binged the uh, the, the Netflix, the F one Netflix show. Um, you know that they have every season. I'm uh, actually an F one fan, so I like watching that uh, that that uh, the behind the scenes. That's always fun, um, and I've been watching. Uh, Poker Face on um, Peacock with Natasha, last name I can't remember right now, but who is great. Um, That's a fun show. And she is um, a great, great energy to watch. I just you really can't sort of you just want to see every look on her face and hear how she delivers a line um it's it's just a lot of fun it's like one of those old shows where you have a guest star every week um you know for the murder and um yeah it's it's a it's a great show just i, I think in general but it's a great show to watch when you're just sort of feeling like zoning out a little bit um but actually it's really good
0: yeah, I'd heard a lot of people were initially comparing it to Colombo, but then someone came in and said, well, you know, it's sort of, but also it's more like the fugitive, because I guess she's working her way across the country or something.
1: Yeah, she's working. She's on the run. Ah. So she is she's living in her living in her car and she stops in various places and like picks up work here and there and of course there's a murder hmm. <laughs> that of occurs course. everywhere she goes um L- Natasha Leone, excuse me for that's
0: it, it. that's
1: right
0: that okay. sounds fun yeah yeah i've heard a lot of good things about um, that
1: yeah it's 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 a lot of fun it's a lot of fun but it is it is like you can kind of just pl- plop in you don't need to know very much about what's happened you can pick it up you can watch it you know episode here episode there type of thing which is pretty clever in today's streaming world so Uh, Yeah, it's a lot of good. It's a good show. That's all I got. I got a lot that I've watched, (laughs) um, but not recently. Um, I tried to watch every I always try and watch everything that's nominated. Um, I actually haven't watched everything yet, but I eventually get there.
0: Very cool. Very cool. So um, Jenny, let's talk about you a little bit. Uh, so when we were talking about like potential topics, you said, Well, I got so many things that I can discuss. I'm an ex-literary manager, I tutor kids in creative writing, and of course, yeah, run the finish line script competition. So let's start with your background. So, I mean, are you were you the type you were always a writer when you were growing up, or did you kind of like kind of drift into it later on and kind of thought, Hey, this is actually kind of nice. I like doing this.
1: Well, when I was growing up i I was just completely enwrapped with movies and television, you know, And thank God I ended up in a career with it because otherwise I would have just sat there all. <laughs> <laughs> but I always knew that I wanted to, to do something in the in the industry. And I had people around me when I was growing up who were in the industry, so I felt like that was a possibility. And I kind of had some ideas about what they were. Um, and so, you know, I was just a huge story buff, essentially, is what it really comes back to, is I just loved watching stories, visual stories. Mm-hmm. And uh, I lived down the street in New York from um, a fourplex theater, which was a big deal back then. It was started as a oneplex, just or not a plex, but started as one theater, Then it became four, which was like the talk of Manhattan. So we would go there all the time and we would sneak into all the different movies. Um, And I just saw a ton of movies and watched a ton of TV. And and then I I thought I wanted to be behind the scenes. I didn't want to act or do anything like that. And I wasn't sure I wanted to be a director. I just, I wanted to, I always had this idea like instinctively that that person should be in that movie and why are they in this movie? And so I got into the idea of like wanting to be a an agent or a manager. I didn't even know what that was at the time, but instinctively that's where my mind went and like kind of, you know, this was great, but that person didn't fit in the role and so on and so forth. So um, I I ended up going to film school. I went to NYU. And I went for production, and quickly realized I didn't want to put, make movies, um, but I did want to work in the industry. Uh, and I spent most of my time, and again, in college, um, at the at the library at NYU, where you can check out. They've got just thousands and thousands and thousands of uh, movies. Back then, videotapes. Um, and, um, you could just go into a cubicle with a, you know, set of headphones and just sit there and watch movies, uh, you know, on a, on the television. I spent most of my days doing that. Um, and the rest of my days when I was not in class reading scripts and reading books about movies, I was really obsessed Um, I do think that it's kind of important to be obsessed if you want to make it. I mean, there's an element where if you're really going to go for it, you got to have everything, you got to put everything into it. And so I did that. I ended up working at, excuse me, I ended up working at a, a floater there, which is sort of like a permanent temp. So I went from different departments and I learned about everything about the industry, contracts, you know, uh, the talent department, the literary department, the, you know, working for the head of the company because his, uh, you know, assistant was out, agents who were coming in from L.A. and needed an assistant. It was just the best experience I could have gotten to really understand the industry. And um, I just read scripts all, you know, as much as possible. And I'd break them down for the, uh, for the um, casting department. So I got into really reading carefully, you know, like, I was just like, who is this character? What do they, you know, what is their part in this script, in this story, you know, and I got, I was so precise that I sort of became like this, you know, star of of doing that in the in the department at William Morris in New York at the time William Morris which is now part of Endeavor WNE and um yeah, just that's what I did. I watched and I read and I took it really seriously. I took it like crazy seriously. Um but it got me where I wanted to go. So um that's that was the beginning. That was the beginning. Uh, a lot of reading and a lot of writing about what I was reading and understanding it. Um, and when I was at NYU, when I left production, I went into cinema studies. So essentially, again, I was reading, I was watching film and learning about it and writing about it. So it's, it's been a perfect background work. Certainly what I'm doing now, which is helping people understand what they're writing and how to improve it and really understanding the way a story needs to unfold and characters and stuff. So I found um, that that early um, sort of intensity around reading and writing and movies and television to be the most important thing that I've done in my career, I think.
0: How did you make the, how did you make the transition into uh representation?
1: Well, I mean, I think, you know, spending so much time in, you know, working at an, an at an agency for a long time, uh, you know, I eventually started working for an agent and I was working for the head of the theater department in New York, which was obviously a big deal. And um you know, his, his, his deal for his clients who were, you know, some of the top, um, you know, playwrights around was that, you know, you're probably not going to make a living and you're not going to make my living <laughs> or the industry or the agency's living, uh, writing plays. So you also have to do theater, You also have to do film and TV. Um and um so they you know became showrunners and they became uh, screenwriters as well as you know some of the top playwrights and i found that that was a great basis for kind of understanding the business of the industry um and you know i, I just got really i fell in love with working with writers uh, you know from that from that from working on that desk and understanding all the various, you know, places they could write and how they could write in different mediums what worked for them um, emotionally and financially and professionally and how it all worked together. And that I think uh, sort of set the tone for when I became a manager and how I had people, you know, work as well. Um, so I naturally became, I naturally became, I became, I worked at an agency from there. I moved to LA, um, and I was able to get a job because of, uh, my experience at the agency. Um, I went to actually work at ICM. So I came out to LA with the job. I mean, I came out a couple of times and, and interviewed all around and, at all the agencies, I ended up coming and working at ICM, um, And I worked for, mainly for agents at that time who worked for both filmmakers or directors and um, also actors. So I sort of branched out because a lot of people were doing kind of, it wasn't quite as um, precise as it is now. Everybody sort of has to be in the talent department or has to be in the literary department. So um, I was working for agents who were working with you know major major writers and major major actors so i got i got so much experience of had to deal handle with handle both sides of of that coin um and uh you know the agency world is still it's just intense and uh you know you're there 12 13 14 hours a day and you know especially if you're an assistant um i mean that can be an amazing place excuse me to um learn and get all of the experience that you need for becoming an agent or a manager and becoming that you know that all important gatekeeper to many and um so yeah it was a place where i just Tons and tons of experience, tons of things to read, tons of people to meet. And um, yeah, I mean, that that was what sort of started the ball, you know, rolling, trying to figure out what direction mm-hmm. wanted to, you know, then take a career and so on. So um, I put in a lot of years there, and I think that's pretty normal. I think it's not as bad as it used to be, but um, you have to in a lot of years back. And I was on a fuse there uh, Mm -hmm. at ICM, um, you know, where you're just answering phones and, you know, while you're becoming more important to outside, you know, as that gatekeeper and as um, somebody who can start to recommend scripts to their boss and to you know and start to understand you know being worked on and all that stuff so it's really it's a grueling work working at an agency but I think in any medium if you want to get experience of being in the industry work at an agency I mean it's not like it's an easy thing not like it's an easy job to get but um mm-hmm. if that If that opportunity arises, take it.
0: That's actually something I wanted to ask you about. So, of course, you've seen and read a ton of scripts during your time there. Were there any, I don't want to call them problems, but I mean, were there any kind of like recurring issues that you would find with scripts that maybe like something that would really grab you for the, for the positive or something that you you would see over and over again, that would be like, this is a, you know, this is a big no, no. Yeah. Or are are there, was there any kind of, I don't want to call it a list, but were there any kind of like certain criteria that a script had to meet for you in order for it to pass your muster?
1: Mm -hmm. That's a great question. Um, You know, I think I was learning, you know, about what, you know, it's interesting when I was working in the um, talent department and and breaking down scripts, these were scripts that were, you know, ready to cast, right. We're in the talent department. So um, I would see what, what got to that place, you know, how did it, Here's a script that got there, right. This is ready to ready to be cast and we're going to make this movie. When, when I'm working with the, you know, uh, at the agency with for, um, you know, for 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 agents who are working with filmmakers and and writers and and you know scripts are coming in for, you know, uh, for actors um, to consider, you see a lot of less. Uh, not obviously not as good you know definitely uh, a range of of material these aren't you know these are things people want people to to take a look at it's it's like writers now or producers uh you know sending a script to you know leonardo dicaprio or somebody saying you know this is our script we'd like him to take a look so it would definitely run the gamut of you know very um in need of help, and somebody's you know somebody who somehow got the, their script, um, or at least to me, um, um, and you know, and then people who you know were close to you know getting financing or get or had financing and so on and so forth. For me, you know, obviously, I hate to break it to you, most scripts aren't very good. Um, <laughs> there is always something that's clearly personal to the writer in there that shows the passion that they have and why the script was written. And I can say that the same as today. Um, And, and, you know, but they're not at a professional level. And um, the scripts that always grabbed me uh, at that time, and still always, you know, kind of make me feel something towards that time although i look at much more seriously now is something that has like a little bit of magic to it um i mean those are the scripts i think that i fell in love with something that just had whether it was magical realism i don't even know if i knew what that exactly meant then um but scripts that had something that was just unique and i think that that ultimately translates to the writer's voice. I don't think I necessarily knew that that was what it was called. Um, But uh, those are those are the scripts that definitely, you know, make you feel like something is is working here. It may not be a script that works. But it is a script that is working. There's something that's personal. Sorry, dog. Um, Something that's personal, something that's um, more, uh, I don't know, um, emotional, I say. Um, Something that grabs you emotionally, that um, makes it feel like you're uh, in that person's world. Um, That's what used to, you know, that's what grabbed me then. It still grabs me now as well um but um uh, but most scripts yeah are are not up to par
0: right i was i was asking because i've heard this a lot from a lot of uh readers and consultants is that they say a lot of times like there's are certain things that are i guess negatives against the script like it takes too long for the story to get started or all the characters sound the same or that there's not enough conflict or the 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 protagonist is very, uh, I don't know, uh, flat, one-dimensional. And I've heard that about antagonists as well. Now, are those the kinds of things that you would see in, in a, because you said a lot of scripts were not written well. Is that the, the a lot of that uh, sort of thing that you would see in the scripts that you were reading, or was it kind of just a whole mixed bag?
1: I think all of those make a lot of sense. Um, those are all things that are problems with every script um, that doesn't work, um, you know, that I read today, um, and I read back then, those problems don't change. Um, Mm -hmm. The problems are that um, scripts are not outlined uh, tightly enough, Um, and I do believe in outlining. I think it definitely helps a script, and one of the notes that I often can give a writer, um, if a script is not sort of moving in in a quick pace, the story isn't unfolding, um, in the manner that it should, and um, the characters aren't developing is its needs to be outlined. I think people don't understand that you can't, I mean, it's this is my opinion, but to to just start writing. There's nothing wrong with just starting writing and having that be a great exercise to, you know, get your ideas out and to get characters out and stuff. But I think that when you're really starting to take it seriously and put it down on paper for people to start uh, taking a look at, outlining is very, very helpful. So I know some people don't, Yeah, you know, that's like a thing Do people have to outline. Um, most scripts that I know that are successful have been outlined. Um, yeah,
0: that's that's something we've discussed on this show several times before, because uh, when we talk to writers that uh, I know writers who they call themselves, uh, I yeah, I just, you know, I just let the characters dictate what happens. And I can't personally I can't write that way. I have to outline like crazy because I, I need to know how things are going to work. And sometimes it it really benefits my writing to put a story together and just kind of like put it together piece by piece rather than just i'm just going to start here and and see what happens and i i just can't do that and i marvel at writers who are able to at least finish a script like that and i but i also don't know how much more they have to work on it once (laughs) once they get the first (laughs) draft and like how much do they have to go back and fix stuff and i don't know justin's process so we'll bring him into the mix uh, so we can talk about that and then see what questions he has for you
2: for sure yeah i mean i'm definitely an outliner uh yeah yeah, I'm, I'm on that boat. Probably, I'm trying to remember if I started off that way or not. Uh, I'd like to think I probably did. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> uh, I also started off kind of adapting now. novels. So yeah, it's become a, a process. But yeah, I wanted to talk uh, more about the contest as well. I see some cool aspects of the contest that are different from others, such as the getting notes and being able to revise and send back uh, before the contest yes. is done. Uh, so do you want to talk about that a little bit more?
1: Yeah, I do want to just say one thing to what Paul was saying and what you were saying about mm-hmm. um outlining though, which is that I do believe that characters that you can let characters dictate where you're going, but there is a there is a, a fence <laughs> that they, you know, um that they work with within. Um and that fence can be miles long and wide, you know, it could be mm-hmm can look like a football field, you know, it can go, that. it can go far, but, um, and, and within that fence, you can play around a lot. Um, and I, so I don't think that there has to be a, you know, a really like a stiffness to an outline where, well, you, you know, how do you, let how do you let, you know, a writer take you, um, where they, where they want to go. Um, I see that happening on the page and it, it can be great fun. And I, I you know, there's writers that, you know, who are, are nerds or semi-finalists who I work with, um, you know, who talk about um, you know, kind of how they write their their protagonists and how they sort of do take the lead. You know, the ca- the character does tend to take the lead, but they take it to a point, you know, there's a there's a point where at that, you know, if they pass a certain if they pass a certain line. 've they've, they've lost the plot essentially. Um, so I just wanted to say that yes, I do think there is room for letting the characters kind of dictate where you're going, but you have to set a perimeter um, yeah. to that. Um, yeah, I'll
2: just add on to that too. my one of my quotes that I love from my old uh, writing teacher was if you're not surprising the reader, you're not surprising yourself or vice versa. if you're not surprising yourself, you're not surprising the reader. so right. yeah, that's exactly. very true.
1: <laughs> yeah. um so okay. Uh, anyway, finish line. Yeah, finish line. Um, was ba- was started um are in our center, and it was started because I had be- I had been a manager for a long time, and I was a uh, I was head of the, the head of the uh literary department at Handprint, which is no longer around, but we represented like. Nicole Kidman and Jennifer Lopez and Will Smith. It was like a branding agency. Um, But I mean, we, they, we, we were mainly with writers. Uh, I've worked with writers, but we, we worked mainly with um, performers who were also multifaceted, like Jennifer Lopez and Will Smith, people who do music as well as, as as acting so on and so forth, producing. So I was there and then it, it shut down, and then I, um, I went out on my own for a long time, and, um, and I kind of burnt out. I just thought, I, you know, this is a lot of pressure, and, um, I don't want to do this alone. I'm not sure I want to do it in a company anymore either. I just need to take a break. So I started doing, uh, I started reading for like everybody. I was reading for CIA and HBO and stars and Fox and, you know, um, nickel and page and all of these places. And so again, I was just reading and reading and reading and writing. It's just, that's what I like. I love to do it. Um, and, um, what i realized was that most of these scripts could could be better if they had been not rushed let's put it that way you know you often see people say i, I just got my script into nickel right at the deadline well that's that's not great <laughs> that's not that's not something to you know write home about um that script needs to be polished and it needs to you know people need to be looking at it and taking you know you get you need to get notes and you need to you know go through several iterations of that whether it's with you know a company like like finish line or with a writing group or a, you know your your writing friends who you send your your work to or whatever whatever the process is and i was sitting with a friend of mine and figuring out like what should i do next and I realized that what was missing was was a competition that would allow you to continue to improve your script as you were entered in it. So there was no, um, you know, I just got it in under the wire um, mm-hmm. type of thing. You could get it in, you could, you could submit the script, you could continue to work on it on your own or however you want to work on it with our notes or with your notes or somebody else's notes, it didn't matter. And then you could continue to um, send in new drafts up to a certain point, right? Um, it's one of the reasons, or it's the main reason why the competition is so long. It's almost a year long. It's like 10 and a half months long because we give long stretches of time for people to rewrite and we don't want to rush that. So it's a, it's a competition that really wants to help you um get your best script in um instead of just sending it in and listen we get writers who send in you know who enter and then send in like 10 new drafts wow <laughs> because but that's what writers yeah. do right i mean and they can do that it's no big deal it's just an email um to us and we say okay we're gonna you we're gonna you know read off this draft unless you send unless you tell us otherwise by this state you know um, and that's great because that's what writers constantly do. And some writers need to stop obviously and be like content with the, with the draft at a certain point um, and and not mess with it. But there is that process, you know, where you're, you know, I, you know, I got a great, I got a note on that and I want to go back and fix it. So we allow you to do that for free. Um, and we offer notes, which are not free, obviously, but which
2: <laughs>
1: if you continue to get notes will be following the kind of process that a a studio or a network development process is, which means that you're going to go back to the same reader um, so that they are familiar with the script and they're going to work on it with you. And those readers have, you know, a lot of experience. They are writers, they are consultants who have been doing this work for, you know, at least over five years. Um and that's the minimum. So they're really experienced. So if they're taking you on that path, um, they are, they are qualified to do so.
2: Yeah, so we're
1: really trying to sort of help mimic, mimic the, the development process. If and so a lot of, you know, some writers opt for that. Um, some writers enter, you know, get notes once and, and, and and then and then re-enter or, and re- or re-enter a few times, you know, based on those notes. Um, and some people you know, just get notes after notes after notes to get you know to just really get their script right and some people enter without notes, which is also fine. I mean, because they may be getting notes from other you know sources. Um, so we're we're kind of like here for whatever helps you mm-hmm. um it's and it feels good to me because uh i feel like we're giving writers the opportunity to to do to ultimately submit their best work.
2: Yeah, Paul, you had something you were about to say?
0: Yeah, I was going to ask uh what uh, hopefully this isn't uh, stepping on Justin's toes, what um so what the scripts that have done well in the contest or, you know, placed highly or one, have they gone on to, have the writers gone on to uh, further career success? I mean, are any of them rep, uh, get reps as a result? I mean, uh, what are some uh, success stories as a result of the contest?
1: Oh yeah. Well, we got a lot of them. Um, are, I mean, our most recent, what's happening most recently, I, I'll start with that, is that, um, we're still in the process with some of them but our grand prize winner this year matt wixey um ended up signing a, a book deal with a book agent um he decided he wanted to cha- turn the pilot that he wrote that he won- that he won with into a book so it was like all right so what are we going to do about that we got him a book agent um in the uk and he is uh negotiating a deal right now for not that script actually but another um that he wrote and then he will write that one as well um and he got a bunch of offers for um um for literary agents in the UK um that he decided to put on hold because he wanted to focus on book writing So, um, but those are open to him and, uh, you know, when he wants to go back and focus on, uh, writing for film and TV again, he can, uh, you know, knock on those doors. Um, so I love that story because it's sort of like, we'll meet you where you are, you know, like my idea for the pilot that won was completely different than what ultimately happened, but it's not up to me. Um, you know, I'll take you wherever Mm -hmm. you need to go like he ultimately wanted a book deal. So that's what we want. Um, so that is what's going on with Matt. With We have three Matts who won this year, which is kind of funny. But um, one of the other Matts, Matt Thomas, we've just attached a showrunner to his pilot, um, award-winning showrunner. I can't talk about who that is yet. but um, And it's about to go out to actors, at a at the agency at the management company rather where the showrunner is represented so that's kind of moving fast it's a great lead great female lead um so we're excited about who's gonna get you know attached to that um we've had uh our our win or we have a second competition that is the social impact competition which is focused on stories that have social impact our winner last year not this past year i apologize i'm still working with him on that he's he's also matt matt ford um but he's meeting with producers and with agents and we're working towards that and it's still very active um so uh the 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 one who won previously we co-produced a short film based on her script which we are you know which is obviously going to both go to um festivals but is also going to be used as a proof of concept um she got signed as well uh and so she's on her way she also won page um she won the grand prize of page uh for her script called um, Thirsty Girl uh Alex um Alex Chen and she also won um one of the placements in um short scripts um short film by based on the short script that we worked on together to um to so like she's offening in new york and um prior our our winner from that year has his pilot set up at, um, Electra, which is John M. Chu's company, Crazy Witch Asians. And we are attached to produce that. We don't attach ourselves to produce everything. It sort of happens if it happens. And if it doesn't, that's totally fine. Um, and, uh, we're out pitching with that, with them. Uh, I, we've been pitching and, uh, now we're starting pitching again. And, um, uh, we have another winner who is set up at uh, a 24 with an Academy award-winning actress. I can't talk about who those people are yet. I'm sorry, but you have to take my word for it. Um, <laughs> and uh, you know, everybody, I pretty much everybody gets signed. That's definitely not, an, hasn't been a problem, which I'm grateful for. Um, that allows us to, you know, help those who don't get signed or who kind of need a little extra um work to you know towards getting their material out there and so on um our social impact winner from the year before her script um was optioned by Sean Penn um and he's going to produce i mean so it's like we've got a lot a lot of people another one with another one over at A24 um we've had a lot of success with a24 we have a guy who we hooked him up over at marvel and now he's a script supervisor for them um on a lot of their stuff um so like we're such an international competition that like some a woman from our first year um adit benerji um you know, she's producing um, and writing and producing a television show in Mumbai now. Um, and, um, you know, we have, uh, Sebastian Magiera is British and Polish, and he's setting something up with uh, the Polish Film Commission. Um, so it's sort of like we're, you know, you tell us what you want and we will help you get it. You know, and that can look at a lot of different ways for a lot of different writers. Not everybody wants to get Hollywood. Not everybody. Some people want to stay in their home country if they're from out, out of America. Um, some people want to go into a different medium like publishing, you know, like books um, and keep, you know, opportunities open for, you know, what may come down the line. So our writers get, a, our winners get a lot of meetings out of their wins. You know, we have this year 50 um, 5.0 mentors, and they're from all facets of the industry. So they really get the opportunity to make those connections and use them however they choose to. Um, We get a lot of people who get, you know, a lot of opportunities and they turn them down to do other little things or big things. But those opportunities are still going to be there. You know, as we all know, this industry is based on relationships. And so we give a lot of opportunity to cultivate those relationships. And we continue to work on people's material with them and getting it out there. If it hasn't connected with a, an agent or a producer by the time, you know, the next comp- the next competition year starts. So, yeah, we've had a lot of really good success. I'm really proud of it. Um, but it's, it's due to, one, the great material that we are lucky to be sent and you know um the fact that um i know a lot of people in the industry because i was i've been in it since i was about 18 so all of those people from various facets of the industry that i know are very open and um have been, you know, very generous in giving their time to being mentors in the competition.
2: So really cool. We Um, give
1: people a lot of opportunity.
2: Yeah. You could tell that you have that manager background, by the way, that it sounds like you like to take care of your winners.
1: Yes. we do. That's
2: that's great. (laughs) Uh, I have one more question and I'll see if Paul has any more and then we've got to wrap up pretty soon, but uh, I was curious about the, I see on the website, it says uh, writers cannot have, made more than 50,000, but it does, doesn't does specify screenwriters. So does that include novel writers, game writers, et cetera? Or does that really just mean screenwriters?
1: I guess, you know, it's a good question. Um, it really means screenwriters or TV writers. Okay. Uh, I think you can, I mean, you can have experience in other facets of writing. Um, and, you know, uh, one of our winners um, does a lot of uh, writing for, magazines, uh, you know, Vogue and, um, you know, you know, tons of, you know, writing about social issues and stuff like that for different, different magazines and newspapers. So she's a writer, (laughs) um, and, um, but, but she hasn't made that money in the, in the entertainment industry per se, um, or as a screenwriter or a TV writer. So that's, I guess, where it would probably, um, stop. Yeah. Um, for us. I haven't had to deal with that yet. So,
2: yeah. Okay. Um, Good news for people awesome. like me.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. Uh, Paul. So, I mean, obviously,
1: you... people who are in the industry, a lot of people who write are, you know, industry adjacent in some way. Some people aren't, obviously. And we get a lot of people like this last year. I know we have to wrap up, but this last year, our first runner up was a, is a parish priest in Texas. Hmm. Just wrote this brilliant script um and he's he's writing another one now and he got a lot of great attention from it he's a parish priest you know i mean he's just also a really good writer so not everybody is adjacent (laughs) but there are a lot of people who you know who are you know maybe working in 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 gaming or in some sort of facet of of the entertainment industry um who are totally open to you know um
2: submitting their work sure cool uh, Paul, any last questions?
0: Yeah, I think the only one I really had was, uh, on average, how many entries do you get uh, per year? Just because, I mean, a lot of people will enter a contest, uh, and I think it helps to have a good idea of how many uh, other yeah. writers you're going up against.
1: Yeah. Well, we started our first year. We started off with 75 entries. That was done like completely, like let's just give this a shot, and we, you know, just sort of went on Twitter and said, hey, you know, this is who we are. Enter. We got 75 entries and um we now have usually somewhere between 2000 and 2200 entries
0: Ooh, how many so uh, that kind of leads to the question how many readers have you got because i know i know austin <laughs> austin had a big issue with that a couple of years ago with not enough readers
1: uh well um it it depends. I mean, it depends. I do a lot. We, we do different levels of reading. Um, we have, I have about six or seven readers who do a lot of reading. Um, I, I really do a lot of reading because, you know, I created this competition and I'm going to make sure that I read, um, what's said. Um, I trust myself and I feel pretty good about the choices that have been made so far. I don't make, I'm not the be all end all of the final choices. Um, you know, we get industry judges that participate in that process, but they don't make the final decisions. You know, it's sort of a, you know, collaborative at the very end. um but, um, yeah, we have a lot of really good readers who know story really well. and um and you know, it's it's interesting. I'll just tell a real quick story. The story, the script that won uh, in twenty twenty, which is now set up at A twenty four with the uh, Oscar winner, um, entered. I think he entered. Guy entered like seven competitions. He didn't get any any of them, except ours. I don't. I don't understand that. Um, I know that it happens. You know. I mean, obviously, some competitions favor certain material over others, but this is a script that you know. Uh, a very talented actress and, you know, like the hottest production company there is jumped on um, and it won. And he had about six offers of representation. So some somewhere somebody wasn't reading, <laughs> in my opinion, um, um, but I'm grateful that they didn't because we got him. And um, mm-hmm. it was very clear that this was a brilliant script. And he actually had written the whole series. He wrote, uh, it was just, it's a limited series, He wrote all five episodes. So it became this really kind of fascinating thing where we would send the first, we would send the pilot to somebody and they'd say, well, can I read the next draft? You know, can I read, not the next draft, but can I read the next episode? And people were just, it was a crazy time um, around that. Um, But he ended up, you know, he signed with Echo Lake and and they've done a great job for him. Um, And he's creating and creating and creating. And that's what you want you want somebody who's always working, not just, you know, they got, he's got a great opportunity set up with his pilot. And now as that's running its course, you know, through the ranks and hopefully getting into production, we hope this summer, um, you know, he's creating other material. Mm -hmm. So that's what agents want. And that's what, um, you know, that's, what's going to keep him working. Mm -hmm. Um, um but yeah i i don't i don't know um i do a lot of the read i mean i, I make sure i read all of the certainly all of the semi-finals and a lot of the quarter finalists who are on that semi brink so yeah i'm reading hundreds and hundreds of scripts um and i will read them i read i read them because i do be- i believe because we are a competition that is based around uh rewriting i believe even if it does not get you like you want it to, you know, like within the first few pages, you get that hook. Um, if there is hope for a script, I'm not saying it's gonna, um, succeed, but, uh, it should be given a chance. And, um, you know, some, there are some great middle acts and some, you know, first and third acts that need work. You know, in pilot, in uh, features, and you know some great fourth acts in in pilots um, that show the skill of a writer who just needs help with structure or you know character development. And so we're we're really here to uh, help you throughout the whole process. Um, I, I can't make anybody buy our notes, but I guarantee you that <laughs> if you do buy our notes, we will we will help.
0: So that leads to the uh, ultimate question: Where can people find out uh, about entering the Finish Line Script Competition?
1: Oh well, thank you. We are we are in the normal places. We are at our uh, our website, which is uh, finishlinescriptcomp dot com. We are uh, on Twitter at finishlinescript. I think it is. I don't think we got the T. Um, <laughs> we are at uh, Instagram and Facebook at. Uh, finishlinescriptcomp And um, you know, you can always find us obviously at, at our uh at our website, which will give you all of the all of the info, all of the all of the info you need to know to to know who we are.
0: So. And, uh, and I'm looking at the calendar and it looks like the next deadline is the regular deadline that is on April 13th. So you've got some time to enter and uh, there's a regular for script only. And there's also for the comprehensive feedback. Oh, it looks, Oh, a, a charge for a dollar for every page over 120. So let's get editing Kate, uh, people.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it 120? I thought it was 125. I might go back and change that. Ah, so yeah. This one says, uh,
0: <laughs> yep. Uh, to charge for a dollar for every page over 120 feedback only.
1: We, we used to give it, we used to let it be longer. I used to have it at 128 and that felt a little long. long. Um, but yes, we do. We do charge once you get to a certain point, not to read, but only for the feedback because oh, okay. uh, it takes a long time. You you can send in a 160 page script. <laughs> and read it.
0: But, wow. uh, if
1: you want us to do notes, uh, you got to pay us a little
0: know. bit more. Okay. Finish line script Fair comp. Enough. Dot com that is where you can find all the information. Jenny, this has been fantastic and very informational and uh, a great look into uh, kind of what what made you the person you are today.
1: Well thank you thanks guys. I appreciate yeah. you having me on letting me talk about uh, you know how I got here. Um, I think that I think what you got to take away from this is reading and writing. Um, it, it's just what makes you understand what works. And Mm -hmm. um, if you can then start to operate that yourself, then you're, you're on a good path.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic.
2: Yeah. Thank you Mm -hmm. again, Jenny and listeners. Thank you for checking out the creative writing life show as always, please leave reviews, spread the word of mouth and thank you so much. I'm Justin. You can find my books on Amazon
0: and i'm paul you can uh, check out my screenwriting blog maximumz.blog i'm also on twitter at maximum underscore z i've got a couple of books um i go ahead and ask series on amazon uh interviews with script consultants including one jenny frankfurt she's in there somewhere you can find out what kind of pie she likes because that's what it's all about with those books Uh, anyway (laughs) like you said he's justin i'm paul thank you very much jenny this has been the creative writing life podcast Uh, thanks for listening everybody stay safe stay healthy and most importantly Go write something.